Welcome to Affiliate Marketing Millionaire, the official podcast for the number one affiliate marketing channel on YouTube with over 36 million views and counting. Here are your hosts, ODI Productions and Kit Thatch. All right, welcome back to the Affiliate Marketing Millionaire podcast. We're here for another week episode 23 i'm kit and as joined as always with your host odi productions so today we're actually covering a really exciting topic which is how to automate affiliate marketing so how to turn it into truly passive income and speed up the time to which you can get results so odi i'm going to turn it over to you just sort of some background on why automating and building a system is really important with affiliate marketing for sure. Thanks, Kit, for the intro. So today is a really exciting topic, and it's something I've been obsessed with ever since I even found out about affiliate marketing, or even before that. Um, you know, the book that really turned me on to separating your time from money is MJ DeMarco's Millionaire Fastlane. And I've talked about this book before on my YouTube channel, and this book really was like the red pill moment that just changed my mind about how things work in terms of, you know, a traditional job, um, starting a business. And within businesses, I mean, there's your traditional sort of brick and mortar mom and pop where, you know, you're basically working a glorified nine to five, if anything, actually more hours. Um, But with online business, it's the first opportunity in history where you can really separate your time from money because you can do things that scale. So you can do things one time and it can have effects for months and years to come in the future. And to me, this was the coolest thing ever. And that leads us to affiliate marketing. Now, what drew me to affiliate marketing, which a lot of people listening to this podcast can probably agree, you know, it's such a lightweight overhead, uh, low overhead business model where you're not creating the product. You know, you don't have to manage inventory. You don't even need to have really, you know, like things like employees or a brick and mortar retail store. You don't need to deal with shipping, manufacturing, distribution, refunds, chargebacks, any of that. The company you're an affiliate for deals with all of that headaches. And as someone who um, has my own company with my own products, you know, it's a headache to have to deal with all these different things. To be an affiliate, it's the least sort of overhead and also just mental and emotional taxing you know, sort of business model there is. And I've spent a lot of time, countless hours with other business owners of all sorts of different business models from e-commerce, you know, Amazon FBA, drop shipping, um, people who trade stocks, uh, and then also, you know, stocks, real estate, and then uh, consulting with agencies, right? And running an agency. And by far and away, Philip Martin is the most passive out of all of these. Um, and it's just, to me, it's the perfect business model for me. Now, that doesn't mean it's the perfect one for everybody listening to this. But if you're attracted to that idea of passive income and freedom, then affiliate marketing is the way. But it has to be automated. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So, you know, that's why I'm excited to jump into this topic. Great. Yeah. And I think it's something that we talked a lot about in the past couple episodes about that initial investment. So you can either invest your time or your money when you're getting started, but you have to pick one of those. You can do a combination, but it's going to take some type of investment. Now, there are ways if you say, you know, I just don't have the time to sit here creating content. There are ways you can pay people to do that. And one of the things we're going to talk about today is what actually parts of the business you can automate and how to do that. And another thing is because the way affiliate marketing is where it's very effort heavy at first and you're building sort of 
cornerstone content that's going to mm-hmm. last for years, you have to make sure you're doing those things right. So you can't just decide, hey, I'm going to have a YouTube channel and then go create videos without having done any research or done hired a consultant or anything to tell you how is the best way to do it. So you want to make sure you're using uh, all your energy in the right places. So now we've kind of covered that. Let's sort of jump in the first thing that you can think about automating, which is just your brand. So, Mayotte, if you want to talk about sort of where you can automate your brand. Yeah, so when it comes down to the long-term goal of having something that essentially is working for you, this machine, the first piece you need is to have good branding. And it comes down to more than just your logo and you know graphics and whatnot, although those things are very important. Um, and they don't have to cost a lot if you, you know, outsource it on Fiverr. But with branding, it, a little goes a long way. So if you choose the right brand name and it's, it resonates with your niche and with your audience, then the brand can be so powerful later on. If you don't spend much time on branding, it's going to hurt you because um, customers are not going to remember, you know, who you are. They're not going to remember, um, you know, they're not going to really be involved with your brand they're not going to invest into it um and so the great the greatest companies out there today are actually you know they're more than just a company they're a brand so that's why you know this is something that you have to spend time on you have to invest in whether it's a really good domain a really good name um having the logo the graphics everything to um consistent with the brand identity, but then also your mission, you know, you need to really spend time on um, figuring out how can we zero in on a certain niche and within that niche, you know, can we have a message or a mission that's going to resonate with the audience? So um, branding is the first thing that you need to get out of the way before you even think about creating content, starting a website, etc. Yeah, I think that's, that's great. And then within, within branding, you don't have, if you're not a graphic designer, don't sit there and try and sort of hack up some logo because like Odie said, your brand is the most important thing and you have to have a good one. So you can go online, you can go to Fiverr, you can pay people fairly cheap, five or $10. And no matter where you are, you know, where you are in your journey, you want to make sure you get that down. And so if you go, I'm not going to, you know, spend money freelancing anything else, you need to make sure that you at least do it with your logo to make sure you have a great logo unless you're some kind of graphic designer and you can also go ahead and get a youtube intro and youtube outro all those little things that would take you maybe hours or days to do you could get somebody on fiverr to just do it for you and then you can really have a nice professional looking brand yeah speaking on outsourcing that's already kind of getting into the realm of automation in a way because when you start to you know delegate certain things to other people then that's automation you know, in a way, but when you're just starting out, it's tough. You have to do a lot of the things yourself. But like Kit said, if you're not a graphic designer, don't waste your time, man. Spend the five, ten dollars, you know, even if it's even if it was fifteen or twenty bucks, you know, to get this done and get it done well by a professional, then that's the best use of your time. Um, and you know, that's part of it is outsourcing. But you know, uh moving on to the next phase, which is talking about how to truly make your business passive. Okay, you're gonna need two things so first of all you're going to need traffic and then you're going to need sales now you don't get sales without traffic but with traffic there's two ways to get it you either pay for it or it comes to you through something like seo and organic now my philosophy is that you need both i think 
well, it's totally possible to just do SEO and organic and to do free. If you're really, really, really good at creating content and you're really good at SEO, then it's possible to go all the way with just that. There's plenty of um, examples of businesses and uh, websites that have gone all the way with just organic. But I think paid is where things uh, can really uh, exponentially grow and it can scale up faster because organic as anyone who knows who's tried to do SEO, first of all, um, you know, learning SEO takes a long time. Creating content, great content takes a long time, uh, waiting for it to mature. So bas basically, uh, there was this article we referenced in the last episode, and it was saying that six to nine months is the average time it takes for content to mature. And so if it takes six to nine months, I mean, you need to start today if you want to start seeing results. So with those things said, um, basically having the organic is important because these are the people who are searching for what you have to sell. So if you don't capture this audience, you're leaving money on the table. Plus this is the warmest lead you'll ever get. Someone literally searching for you or for your product that you're selling or promoting. Now the paid where that comes into play. Now the problem is if you do only paid, then it's never gonna be truly passive because you're gonna have to manage your campaigns. There's gonna be all these changes, you know, with um, Facebook ads policies, with everything. You know, it's always going to be changing. You're always gonna to have to adjust your bids based on the competition. I mean, it's a full-time job to manage ad campaigns. Now, you know, where you can use it is if you combine the two and you're getting that free organic traffic from the SEO, but then the paid is basically guaranteeing you views every single day or every single week. That's where things scale up, and that's where I've seen the most results is when I did both. Now, you could do one or the other, but if you do only paid ads, it's not gonna be passive. If you do only SEO and organic, you know, free traffic, it's not gonna scale up quickly, and it's gonna take a long time by itself. Uh, there are ways to speed it up. I definitely recommend you check out our last episode where we walked through our six-step SEO method where we got results in weeks instead of months for a lot of our clients. And it comes down to how you set things up. Um, it comes down to investing into the proper software to make sure you're doing great keyword research, you're picking the right opportunities, and that your website's super optimized for Google's updates in 2021 as opposed to, you know, five years ago where before you could do keyword stuffing, you could, you know, you could get away with a lot of like gaming um, the system, but now you just get penalized for trying to do black hat methods. And that's why you have to invest into, you know, anything you can do to get a leg up. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And now sort of moving into sort of uh, getting some of those, those sales and, and sort of tying in also that organic is how you kind of create content. Because I think for some people, when they can kind of get overwhelmed by, okay, I got to do SEO, I got to write content, I got to do some paid ads, I got to figure out the, the, the branding, they can get a little overwhelmed. So you want to figure out what it is that you're good at, what it is that you want to automate, automating the whole thing, freelancing, outsourcing everything, or what you want to do in-house. Mm, so mm -hmm. getting into the content creation, let's maybe talk about, about what, what things you can get away with outsourcing or finding ways to automate and, and make that process go more smoothly. Yeah. So Kit, I know that we've encountered with some of the clients that we've worked with and consulted with, like sort of in private, um, you know, they've had ideas about just outsourcing the content and what, you know, mm -hmm. what's our general reaction if that's the first thing, you know, they say, we're just going to, let's just outsource all the content creation. 
usually it's it's a big red flag simply because it means that you don't want to put any effort into you don't even have a vision so it's not even like hey there's this topic i know i want to do this thing on this it's usually like oh, okay i'm going to hire somebody for 50 cents you know per paragraph i found somebody in 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 india wow. who will write it for that cheap and here i'll just have 50 blog posts there we go problem solved moving on where's my money and yeah that's a big red flag because when you're outsourcing you can't just go, well, this guy's cheap. You need good quality stuff. And, and finding someone to do good quality work for you is more difficult than just going on yep. Fiverr like you can for a logo. If someone's doing blogs for you and stuff like that, you want somebody at a much higher level that's going to come at a higher price tag. But you got to think that this investment you're putting in is what's going to build your business. It's like yep. you, know, you buy, a, buy a McDonald's franchise. It's several million dollars. But you're investing in it because you know, okay, this is how it's going to generate revenue rather than if I just open up a burger stand when I don't even know how to cook burgers. Yeah, it's a proven system, you know, that you're buying into. So, you know, with the content, we're, you know, me and Kit, we've seen it all. We've seen really bad content. We have, uh, you know, we've obviously created a lot of um, pretty successful content in terms of the return, the ROI and the results. Um, you know, so with that YouTube SEO, Google SEO, those are two skills, which we've, uh, you know, we've refined over the years and, you know, we've gotten pretty good at, and it's something that we're super comfortable with, but then beginners, you know, they don't know the first thing about like technical SEO or even, you know, on page SEO, like the simple things. Right. And the problem is again, when you're outsourcing, we don't know if they say that they're doing SEO research, how do you know that they actually know SEO, right? Like they can, it's easy to say like we do SEO keyword research, this and that. But then, um, you know, I was working with one of our clients the other day. I showed him our keyword research method in full uh, because we're working on him hands on, uh, you know, working on their brand and setting up their affiliate business. And once I showed him our research method, he's like, wow, so this is what keyword research really looks like. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of digging um, and it's a lot of you have to make decisions. It's not just, you know, you log into SEMrush or Ahrefs and then fire up this um, tool and then boom, you know, there's your, there's the ideas you, from that data and that info you have to, um, there's still an additional layer, you know, until AI gets there, there's still a human layer where you have to make sense of the data and then you have to turn that to actionable insights. That's the hard part. It's easy to get data. There's so much data these days. Some of it's paid, you know, we pay hundreds of dollars a month to get data um, from different sources and from different tools. Or you can get it for free with other signals. And I, I actually made a YouTube video, which should be coming around the same time as this podcast episode is going live. Um, that's going to be talk, showing some of these free tools, some of these paid tools. And, you know, there's still so much work that we have to do, even with the help of all this software. So, you know, don't trust everybody who says, like, we know how to do SEO or like, you know, we do SEO for you, this and that. I mean, you really... See, that's why when you're hiring and you're outsourcing, you have to at least have a basic idea of how things work. And if you don't have this idea, then how can you judge or gauge if a freelancer or someone that you hire or outsource, how can you judge that their work is good if you don't even know what good work looks like? 
And generally, if you're a beginner and your resources and your capital is a little more restrained, you have to just do this yourself. You have to do it the hard way, um, like manually so that you can learn. So yeah. that's my, you know, two cents on the content creation on outsourcing. I mean, it can totally work, but you have to be a good editor where you can gauge if what they're giving you is good enough to pass on and to publish and to distribute. And that's going to get sales. If you don't even have an idea of like what good content that uh, converts and gets sales looks like, then again, you're just taking a shot in the dark and uh, you know, it's, it's just like the blind leading the blind at that point. Exactly. And I think one of the things you learn when you first start is like, what is it that I'm good at? What's my key value? And then you mm -hmm. can get the most value by doubling down on that. So if you're a yeah. great writer, and, and I think another thing some people might not realize is that like if Leo Tolstoy wrote a blog, he probably wouldn't rank on Google. <laughs> like it's it's not just even being a good writer. I know plenty of good writers who would never rank because you have yep. to SEO optimize your work and write in a certain way. And it can really drive yep. some people nuts. Like, you know, one of our, <laughs> our clients hates writing for SEO because it is frustrating, especially if you're used to writing a certain like more academic way or interesting way. And then to be like, no, you got to move this here and here. So Figuring out if you're a great writer going, hey, you know what? I'm going to find someone who can SEO optimize this content. But you have to remember, you have to have something. You can't come in and go, I don't have an idea of what my niche is or anything about this space. It just seems good. You need to have that key knowledge and that will give you a base to jump off and to go find people who can then help you at where your weak points are. If it's SEO research, if it's writing the actual blog post, if it's optimizing, editing, whatever it is, you can come in and figure out where you need that help. Yeah, and one more thing to put the pin in on this topic is people talk about passion versus profit. I mean, we could do whole episodes, you know, based on the the debate over passion versus profit. You know, why go after something you're passionate about if it makes peanuts when you can go after something profitable and make a ton of money? That's everybody's like dream is like, you know, it's like, okay, well, if the goal is to make money, let's skip the passion stuff, forget the emotional side of things. Um, you know, but the problem is if you're not passionate about it, you know, then you're also not going to be knowledgeable about it. And again, you know, it's this slippery slope of like, okay, well, if you start hiring people to talk about, let's say it's a technical topic, okay, but there's a lot of money in it, but you don't know the first thing about this topic and you hire people to write technical articles. So not just, we're not talking about these basic, like kind of like cooking recipes. Now we're talking about, it's actually involving technology and software, right? And so if you don't even know how this stuff works, how can you tell if this is even the correct you know, sort of um, content or language or whatever. So, you know, uh, I think you should at least have enough of a grasp on the topic. Um, and the other side of things is burnout. I mean, if you really don't care for something at all, then you're going to get burned out real quick writing about something. But then on the flip side, if you're passionate about something, you do it for free, right? And that's like, that was my reasoning with recording. Now I didn't do any market research. Um, I, did, I never got burned out because I love what I did. And what I love to do actually had a way to monetize uh, my passion. And if that can be, if you can achieve that, then honestly, I, I wish everyone could experience monetizing their passion because it's something that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you could make a ton of money, but if you're doing something that you absolutely hate, you're going to be spending the rest of your time filling the holes in your life that, you know, you're just not fulfilled from, from what you do. So um, if you can get alignment there where you get paid for doing something you love, I mean, that is the dream, you know, for everybody. So um, yeah, that's the, that's the last thing I'll speak on on that topic. Yeah. And, and I think we sort of talked about knowing that topic. It's something where if you want to automate, you kind of go 
two ways, and it can be a mixture too. It's that you either hire somebody you've interviewed and realize, okay, this person's competent, they can do this thing for me, combined with my knowledge and passion in the topic, or you learn everything yourself, you take the, the, the time to learn everything, and you build out your own system. And so you can easily just crank it out, crank out the content, get the distribution, get the sales on an automated thing. So you can either build your own system, taking the time to learn how that works, to run experiments, or you can invest in some either in somebody else's system and having somebody else work with you to create a system, one of those things. But those are gonna be keys to getting it actually optimized. Yeah, so let's move on to distribution because that's a great point. So, uh, you know, we've dealt with clients who they were working on their site for years and they're, you know, to be honest, it wasn't going anywhere. First of all, no keyword research. You look at their Google search. They never looked at their Google Analytics, their Google Search Console. They never looked at their data, even though they had the data sitting in front of them. Um, you know, their websites and their content was not going anywhere because they just didn't have the numbers to back it up. Now, distribution. So many beginners that we see and that we work with they don't have the they, they don't spend any time on distribution, which is the opposite of what you should do. You should be spending half your time distributing the content that you spend so many days, hours, and weeks to create. If you don't spend enough time sharing that content and getting eyeballs, then again, it's basically worthless. Um, so, with that said, distribution. You know, there's there's simple distribution like sharing it in your networks on free social media, on Quora, on Reddit, and there's a right way and a wrong way to do things. Um, obviously, anyone familiar with Reddit knows that it's notoriously tough um, to self-promote because that's just not allowed on any subreddit. But if you do it in a way that's you know, let's say sneaky or that's uh, organic, then it's not as much of uh, you know an offense um, on you know, Reddit's sort of uh, conduct or, you know, the sort of um, terms of service and whatnot. Uh, so distribution, you know, we could, I mean, this is obviously a topic within itself. The one thing I want to say about distribution, treat each social media platform native. Do not try to just copy and paste, oh, we made a YouTube video. Let's just put it on Instagram or let's just put it on Facebook. Um, every single social media platform has its own nuances. So in order to get good at speaking the language, you have to actually integrate yourself into these things. So if you if you want to promote on Twitter, you have to actually use Twitter every day, follow people, see what a good tweet looks like. Um, but it's funny because we work with people who, you know, they may have a Twitter account or they may have used these things before, but, you know, they are completely clueless when it comes to creating content that's native um, to that platform. So that's that's a little bit about distribution, but the one thing we really want to talk about before uh, we run out of time here is email marketing um, because email is where it really gets automated, okay? Um, I was just speaking to a client today and I, you know, we were talking about email and email is what allowed me to raise my conversion rate because it was selling people who were, let's say they were on the fence, but then the email sequence is what actually put them over the edge, um, you know, to make a sale. Email also allowed me to do upsells because let's say you do a five-day email sequence. Uh, over time, I learned that you can bundle certain accessories and certain add-ons and upsells to increase the profit per customer. And then at the end of the day, you know, um, you can upsell, you raise the profit per customer, and you raise your conversion rate. You're just base conversion rate because the chances of them buying something, it, it increases so much more than let's say they see one blog post and then never visit your site again. If they actually sign up to your email list and you're sending them an email sequence, a lead magnet, something of value, 
And then within that, you have affiliate links and you have other products and upsells. I mean, that's where this becomes a, a real machine that can grow on its own and sell on its own. And what's nice with email too is it's fairly easy to A-B test, to try out different subject headlines, to try out mm -hmm. different styles of writing it because mm -hmm. you can get your open rate and your click rate. So you can fairly easily, unlike like a, an ad campaign, Facebook ad campaign has a lot of different stats to try and monitor and measure. Email, you're getting your open rate, you're getting your click rate, and you can pretty easily decide, okay, I'm going to experiment with this kind of subject headline now to see if that can work. Because it's another thing. You put in the work up front, but then your email sequence is, is just set for you. You don't have to do yep. anything more with it. Yeah, 100%. It's a machine that, um, like, you can easily just look at the numbers and then you can tweak certain things. But once you get it right once, it's good for years. So you don't have to tweak it again, you know. So um, that's pretty much it that we have time for today. Um, so um, let's wrap up this episode uh, for the week. Yeah, I think just uh, one last thing for everybody is to sort of announce um, so a few things about our uh, Passive Income Lifestyle Mentorship Program, and that is we are going to be ending it, just closing it, um, in two weeks. So if you were at some point thinking of, hey, I'm, I was going to buy it, but putting it off, you just have two weeks. Um, we have some reasons for why um, we're ending it. So Odie, I don't know if you just want to touch on that real quick and we can also yeah. give more info on that as well yeah super quick uh we're planning to end this august 5th forever um because we're transitioning to the software project which we've been hinting at and kit can probably uh agree we've been spending all our energy on this because it's so promising and it's something we're truly passionate about and the initial um f feedback and response from the paid customers is amazing everybody loves it um and again it's a wordpress alternative so it's something that I personally believe in and it's something that whenever, you know, I, I show it to someone today and they were just blown away. They used to actually do support for uh, WordPress um, customers. So, uh, yeah, we are super passionate about that. We invest a lot of time and money and energy into that. So we're going to be doing that moving forward. So if you do want to join August 5th, we're closing it. But that basically um, wraps it up. And the other thing, uh, Kit, can you talk a little bit about? Um, the services that we've been doing, uh, some of the more done for you and consulting services, how different has that been from Passive Income Lifestyle? Yeah, I think it's been it's been amazing just because with Passive Income Lifestyle, Odie obviously doesn't have the time to sit and have an hour-long conversation with everybody once a week or even stuff like actually writing the articles for you. Yeah. And so the one great thing about the services is we can be so much more hands-on and it gives a level of accountability to them where we see yep. much more progress. If yep. you do a more do-it-yourself program, very easy to fall fall behind, leave off. But if you're actually working with somebody, you're paying them every month to help you along, you're going to have that level of accountability and make real progress. Yeah, guys, I can't believe how much of a difference the accountability actually makes. So even if you don't you know, work with us, Find someone to hold you accountable to like do content every single week or every single, you know, work on it every single day. It makes all the difference. Um, so that pretty much wraps it up uh, for this week. But thank you guys so much for listening. If you do enjoy the podcast, make sure to drop a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to us. We read every single one and it absolutely makes our day. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we wish you guys the best of luck. Catch you guys next week. Peace.